At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show with Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. Here is Brady Cannon. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds, as we embark on another week of PGA Tour Tournament Breakdown. Gentlemen, great to have you along, as always. It's been a crazy run of events post-Masters. We had the two-person team event in New Orleans, a course last week in Mexico we hadn't ever seen before, and now this week, the Wells Fargo Championship, typically played at Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina, moves to TPC Potomac in Maryland, a course we have not seen on tour since 2017 and 2018. But before we dive into the challenges that this week presents, let's look back at Vidanta in Nuevo Vallarta, Mexico. Pre-tournament favorite John Rahm trading anywhere from plus 350 to plus 450. He wins the event as the shortest shot on the board. He had a two-stroke lead after 36 holes and was minus money, minus 135 in the adjusted odds to go ahead and win the tournament with 36 holes still left to play. And I guess those prices were correct as uh, Rambo took advantage of a weak field. He showed why, West. many people still believe that he is the very best player in the world. Yeah, and if you watched it on Sunday, I mean, look, he was the clear favorite at about $4 plus 450. And he was still struggling to finish it off. And that's kind of why a lot of times we skirt those short price favorites because, you know, it doesn't really give you a big payoff. And plus, it's tough to win out here on the PGA Tour, even against a downfield. As uh, Tony Finau nearly rallied, he got uh, eight under on Sunday to go 16 under, finished tied for second with Kurt Kitayama and also Brandon Wu. Tough finish for the crew for us on Sunday, especially Matt and myself. Uh, we both had Cameron Champ, who was two off the lead of Rom, actually was on the lead Saturday and then bogey two of the last three holes. A triple bogey very early on Sunday took him out. He settles for a T6. Yeah, the Long Shots crew, we once again had the leaderboard surrounded. Uh, certainly cashed some top 20s and some top 10 finishes. We were on Aaron Wise, you mm -hmm. and I, Wes. I was on Alex Smalley. You guys, as mentioned, on Cameron Champ. I was on Adam Long. Uh, but the outright winner in the PGA Tour has eluded us for a while here, ever since you guys hit Joaquin Neiman at the LA Open. You know, we came out of the 2022 gate guns ablaze, and we all hit Cameron Smith at Kapalua. Matt, you got Hideki Matsuyama at the Sony. Uh, Wes and I hit Tom Hoagie at Pebble. You guys hit Scotty Scheffler in Phoenix. And then, of course, Neiman the next week at Riviera. But it's been 10 weeks now of close but no cigar. Time to change that. And let's uh, see if we can figure out how to do it at the Wells Fargo Championship. I mentioned normally at Quail, uh, Quail Hollow Cub in Charlotte, North Carolina. But Quail Hollow will be hosting the President's Cup later this fall. So TPC Potomac takes over in its place as this week's venue. And while Quail Hollow, I believe, and Potomac are very different golf courses, they're both very difficult tests of golf. TPC Potomac at Avenal Farms, a par 70 
under 7,200 yards, narrow fairways, very penal rough, bent grass greens. Wes, how did you attack it this week? Yeah, the beast of the beltway, as they call it. And it's 400 yards shorter than the normal venue, Quail Hollow. So a lot more accuracy than distance here. You've got some pretty thick rough, about three and a half inches of Kentucky bluegrass. Very small greens here, too, by the way, about a little over 4,200 yards square foot on average. That's the fourth smallest of any of these greens on the PGA Tour. They're going to roll pretty quick, these bent grass greens, 12.5 on the stem. So when I was looking at comparable courses, I looked at River Highlands. I looked at Colonial, Harbor Town, a little bit of Innisbrook. Uh, by the way, this course did host a PGA Tour event as recently as a few years ago. It was the old host of the Quicken Loans National in 2017-2018. Uh, tougher course, but Francesco Molinari shot 21 under to win this thing back in 2018. So, in terms of stats, I looked at approach, greens and regulation gained, fairways gained. I think you don't necessarily have to be a bomber here, even though strokes gained off the tee is something you want to look at. And then I also looked at par fours, 450 to 500 yards. Six of the 12 par fours are of that length. I would say driving accuracy, um, precision iron play, things like that look uh, like they're going to be more important. West mentioned Harbortown. Cameron Young is a guy who played well, tied uh, for third at Hilton Head. And um, I actually, I like him a lot. It's just off the tee, his power off the tee, his putting, his all-around game. I'm always trying to find guys in a longer shot range, who I think are going to win. And he fits this course uh, this week. And he also fits the price range at about 42 to 1. I think Wes likes him as well. But the strokes gained off the tee, he's right there at the top of the field this week. Yeah, definitely a great up-and-coming young player is Cameron Young. Let's kick off our member guest segment and bring in James Mazzola to help break it down. James is a great follow on Twitter. You can find him at jmaz, J-M-A-Z-Z-J-D on the Twitter machine. He always puts up his golf plays every week. Always a lot of variety, a lot of prop plays. He is a professional golf handicapper and host of the For Profit Podcast making his debut here on Long Shots. James, thank you very much for joining us. We get a new track this week, uh, not typically on the Tour Rota, but of course we have seen it in the past in 2017 and 2018 for the Quicken's Loans National. How did you chop up the course this week, and what kind of player, what kind of skill sets did you land on as far as determining success here at TPC Potomac? Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for having me on, guys. You know, Although, you know, 2018 and 17 seem a long ways away, I really think we can grab a little bit from that because this place played really difficult. Now, I'm throwing out Molinari, you know, he's 21 under, kind of just lapped the field by eight strokes. We get back to that 13 under uh, second place. And, you know, and in 17, it played as the fourth hardest uh, uh, course uh, on the rotation in, uh, during that season. I'm not seeing gonna, you know, that we're going to be seeing many changes, mostly because any technology changes that have come in that you know, five-year span is going to be negated because it is really tied off the tee. And these guys are going to be pulling back to position. One of the longest uh, on approaches in those two, two seasons, 775-yard-plus uh, approaches, is just, uh, that's, that's a lot for the BJ Tour. And I just don't see that changing much. Long par fours, um, you know, 450-plus, half of them are that. And then only one reachable par five of the two. So, you know, you're going to see a difficult course, and that's what I like to see, really. I mean, I really enjoy watching these guys have to hit good shots, not being able to get bailed out by wide fairways or large greens. So it's definitely a, a term that I'm looking forward to this week. James, uh, any uh, correlated courses you were able to find? I know we haven't had TPC Potomac out here since uh, since 2017 and 2018 for the Quicken Loans, but any courses that you think might play comparable here to this week in D.C.? Yeah, so, you know, PBC River Highlands is one. I know you guys mentioned a tree-line golf course there, which, you know, really puts a demand on the accuracy off the tee. This is a golf course that was uh, remodeled uh, with Pete Dye. So, you know, the Dye courses always have that, uh, you know, the, the difficult sight lines and just the weird false fronts. And so I think you can grab a lot of Dye courses. Colonial has a very short par 70, um, and, and usually with some different, difficult scoring. Again, accuracy over distance off the tee there. And then, you know, kind of going a little bit uh, awry, I think you could just look at hard courses. I mean, we saw some in the Florida swing with the API and with Honda. Riviera always plays difficult. Torrey Pines, while they don't fit it, you know, in a grass perspective, you know, Ben versus uh, Poa or, you know, maybe Treeline versus, you know, uh, you know, the Florida courses, which are a little more wide open, I think you got guys who just like to play those difficult conditions, don't like the birdie fest, like to have to hit those, uh, you know, accurate tee shots, uh, accurate approach shots. So those are the kind of the courses I was looking at uh, from a comp perspective. All right, James. John Rahm was a strong favorite last week in Mexico. That was against a weak field. 
Rory McIlroy, also yeah. a single-digit favorite this week. I think a, a slightly stronger field. He's a defending champ, but that was a Quail Hollow. This is TPC Potomac. Does this course fit Rory's game, and would you consider playing him at single-digit odds, or is he definitely a pass, and you're going to look for longer shots this week? Yeah, you know, I think Rom was a deserved, obviously, favorite every time he tees it up. You're looking at a guy who has a 10% win percentage over his over his career playing professional golf, and Rory's just not quite that anymore. Now, obviously, he's a little longer number, but at the same time, this course doesn't fit him as well as what we saw last week with Rom. I mean, we're talking wide, you know, resort-style fairways where he can just hit bomb and gouge uh, that thing to death, which is exactly what he did. That's a, that's a course that would fit uh, Rory very well. Here, we're going to take his driver away on a couple of holes. Uh, he's not going to be able to use his biggest weapon. So uh, while I'm not, it's not an all-out fade for me because he is the top of the class in this field, uh, I, I think just you know, based on the way the course sets up, taking away his biggest, uh, his biggest weapon, I'm just going to go ahead and stay away uh, entirely. And if anything, I, I would try and maybe find some spots to fade him. I agree. James, uh, what about Tony Finau? His game has not been in great form. His short game really has been awful, but he got it together over the weekend last week in Mexico, ended up finishing second. Um, this course really should shoot, his, uh, shoot his game. His ball striking has been very good, um, and there's less emphasis, I believe, here on the short game. That's really been his bugaboo as of late. Are you buying on Finau this week, or do you think that was a little bit of a flash in the pan against a weak field last week in Mexico? You know, we, just, we have a weak field here again to a certain extent. I think we're going to see a lot more guys uh, at Craig Ranch next week because it's a little closer proximity to the PGA there in Tulsa. So, you know, although there is a few more headliners at the top, uh, this, is a, this is a golf course that should fit Fino well. You mentioned last week, in 8.2 strokes on approach, on approach and 3.1 off the tee, for me that 8.2 number is huge because even though he's ha- he has been putting poorly, that's just kind of Tony Finau. I mean, let's be real here. He is a, 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 just a generally one of the worst putters on tour. He did have a little stretch there where he figured it out winning the Northern Trust. But, you know, his game has always been ball striking. So seeing that 8.2 is it, really more important to me than, you know, is he going to lose two strokes on these greens? Most likely. But – these are greens that are, are you're, you're hitting to the middle of these very tiny greens. So you don't necessarily you know, have to be you know, in, in the 10-foot range and making birdies. He's accessible. Middle of the green and two-putt, that's kind of a, a, a perfect uh, situation there for Tony. So I'm not necessarily buying him to win this golf tournament. There's still you know, a lot of those demons uh, when it comes to winning that he, uh, you know, he kind of got over a little bit towards the end of last year. But you're going to have to make some putts. I like him better uh, in the outright or in the head-to-head market. He's a huge dog to Rory and a pretty substantial dog, dog, dog to Corey Connors, who has his own putting issues, by the way. I'm not sure he's even a better ball striker at this point than Fino. So I think you can find him as a dog and, and maybe take advantage of those positions rather than the outright market. James, a lot of guys uh, below Rory, of course, starting, you know, kind of in that 20, 25, 30 to 1 range. Uh, you got a whole list of players. You mentioned one, Connors, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, just asked you about Tony Finau, Abe Anser, Russell Henley, Gary Woodland. Any of those guys make the top of your card this week? I'll be on Max Homa. Uh, this is just a guy kind of obviously, you know, the, 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 the same golf tournament, different golf course, so we're not going to put that in. But, I mean, this is just a winner on tour at this point, right, for that championship. He's obviously, you know, won this tournament. Uh, a guy who, who knows how to get it done in the clutch. And what I like, what I want from him is, is those putting stats. We saw him gain at the Phoenix Open. We saw him gain strokes at the Genesis. 13th at the players, which was kind of a you know, nightmare. Didn't play well at the Masters, but only his second time there. And then, you know, that's what I just throw out for the new guys. We know he's going to gain strokes uh, ball striking, both off the tee and approach. And he has the pedigree. So, you know, in that 45 range, I like Max Homo over a number of guys. I mean, Sheehan Kim is shorter. Paul Casey is shorter. Seamus, uh, Seamus Power is shorter. I mean, Russell Henley is substantially shorter. And Homa is just a better winner. Uh, and I would, I, would, I would argue a same ball striker. So, Homa and that, I'm seeing 43s. You can probably get up to 45. That's a guy that I'm going to circle in uh, on my card. I'm always betting him. That's that. I love his game so much. One of my favorite guys to, to back. All right. How about guys you would fade this week? Uh, maybe players you want to avoid in futures or bet against in head-to-heads. Who would that be? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Reed is just – I've made so much money fading this guy this year. You know, <laughs> so in, in a golf course, you know, when you think about Patrick Reed – Playing under difficult conditions, needing to get get up and down, chip and putt. This this should be a, a picture perfect spot for him, and he's actually taking a little bit of of, of market team. He opened around sixty. I see him down to forty eight, and I don't get it. Uh, full favor for me. I see a Mark Leishman at basically a pick him. So you know that that'll be a, a spot. And then you know we mentioned Rory. I, I think you can get after him even with Corey Connors. You know, when we talk about the ball striking, those guys are probably the same out here, especially when you put them at one seventy five. So you know I, I think Rory and 
definitely Patrick Reed. Our two guys going to look for. And I'm not sure if Abe Amster is fully healthy. He had to play last week. Obviously, a WD and a miscut, the Masters. So, you know, I'm, as far as just a health fade, I think, you know, obviously it's hard to get information because, you know, no one tells us what is actually going on with these guys. But Answer is a guy at certain prices that uh, I would definitely be looking to fade in that full term head head market. James, what about the first-round leader? This has really become a very popular bet. It's a lot of fun to bet, but really it's one of the most difficult markets to tackle. Really, I think, in my opinion, harder than hitting an outright winner for the entire tournament. But you always post uh, your plays on Twitter, uh, and you always have uh, at least a handful or more guys for first-round leader. Anybody that you like to uh, be on top of the board after Thursday's round for the Wells Fargo Championship this week? Absolutely. I mean, the, one of the most fun bets in golf, especially if you can get that sweat in, uh, you know, the, the strategy for me is always, you know, uh, find the, the AM guys when there is a substantial wave advantage on Thursday between AM and PM, usually because of some kind of wind. And then we're going to go down the market a little bit. You know, the, the guys who are, who are in that, you know, 60 to 100 range, they're going out there and firing at things. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to uh, keep their tour card and, and you know, and, and absolutely uh, make the cut, whereas the guys who are going to win the tournament know you're going to go Saturday and Sunday is when you're going to make your move. So I like to go down the board. A guy that I really like, and again, this is a lot of tea time dependent, and I think the tea time just came out, so I don't have that information in front of me, but uh, Joel Damon is a first-round leader stalwart. I really like Alex Malley as a young, uh, young guy who I bet last week played very, very well off the tee, exceptional, but a great ball striker. Uh, and, you know, and then you know, we look at a guy like Seb Straka, uh, Cam Young is the guy in that market. We could probably get a 50 or 60. So the younger guys who tee off early, that's who I'm going to gravitate towards for what is my favorite bet of any golf bet, especially when you get that guy in the clubhouse and you're sitting there sweating for the next five hours on everyone taking shots at him for that, for that victory. So, James, I know you were extolling the virtues of Max Homa in terms of him being on your card this week. Uh, we're going to give you a foursome here. Uh, give us four guys that you like here at the Wells Fargo. Yeah, and I, I think there's a ton of when you ever whenever you have a, like a guy like Warrior last week, a guy like Rom who is under ten, you're always going to get value in that 35 to 50 range, which is where I love to be pretty much for every golf tournament. So I'm looking at Gary Woodland. He's hitting the ball so dang well, almost to that point where he was when he won the U.S. Open, and he just hasn't been able to uh, to close it out. You know, we saw him uh, at the Honda where he just kind of hit a uh, bad uh, bad uh, bunker shot. But Gary Woodland's guy in the 30 range. Terrell Hatton has a victory at difficult golf courses. A guy who loves that kind of environment, usually a great chipper and a great putter. Again, seeing him in 40s, and if you could just you know close your nose and get and just get Keegan Bradley on there, I get a proven winner. Doesn't play at all. So if we're talking about iron contest from 175, I mean, yeah, he's probably one of the guys I would want over anyone. So uh, we're throwing home in there, and then we're going to grab those other three. And they're right. They're bunched in there in that 40-to-1 uh, range, and that's really where I think you can find uh, the guys who are going to be successful here this week. Yeah, I took a look at uh, Keegan Bradley as well. Didn't end up making my card, but certainly I understand where you're coming from there. Uh, finally, James, we are just 16 days away from the PGA Championship Golf's second major of the season. It'll take place at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Do you have any bets that you've made for the PGA yet or anybody that you have your eye on heading into Tulsa, Oklahoma? Yes, yeah, so I made three bets. You know, when, when Cam Champ, or excuse me, when uh, Cam Smith was going crazy at the POC, I just looked, looked everywhere. <laughs> like, if I want this guy for, for the majors, have him at the Masters, have him at the British, have him at the U.S. Open, and have him at the PGA 51. That's not really findable. And I'm not sure the value of him at like 18, which is probably he's going to go off at. Patrick Cantlay is actually a guy I think you can bet all the way up into the tournament. Awesome uh, Pacific swing. Kind of just takes the East Coast off. I'm not really sure what, what goes on there, but you know, clearly not a, a Florida guy. Uh, you know, being from Southern California, 28 to one. I think he's still fine, 25. And then I grabbed some Decky uh, when he was winning uh, earlier this year at Sony at 33. The injury situation with him sucks, and I really think that's a great number. And, and even would be better if we can find that now. It's hard to know where he's at physically, but those are three guys I have locked in, and, and three guys that I, you know, I still would, would bet in, in the current market. All right, great stuff, James. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again down the road and enjoy the Wells Fargo, my friend. We'll cheer on that first-round leader for you. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you, James. All right, that is James Mazzola. Check him out on Twitter at jmazjd, J-M-A-Z-Z-J-D, a good golf follow for sure. We will be back, and we will go across the pond. Wes Reynolds getting back into the win column on the European Tour last week. Stick around. More of Long Shots to come in just a moment. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time to go across the pond, and congratulations are in order, Wes. You hit Audrey Arnos at 45-1, to 1, winning the Catalonia Championship last week in Spain. Quite the sweat there for you. Yeah. It went to a lengthy playoff, but uh, I think they all still yeah. pay the same. Yeah, they finally decided not to play the 18th hole after five straight times, and we went to 17, and Audrey Arnos does get the win over South African Oliver Becker, uh, who was uh, he was uh, also in this field this week, but Arnos got there at 45 to 1. He's now 30 to 1 this week in the Bet Fred British Masters. We also had Lori Canner up there. He ends up settling for T3. So Arnos finally gets that win. He's just outside the top 50 in the OWGR, and that top 50 is like the magical number because that pretty much gets you in all the majors. He is in this field this week. Uh, not a real clear favorite. Adrian Moronk, another guy kind of knocking on the door for his first DP World Tour win like Arnos. He is in the field. Robert McIntyre returns a European to- soil for the first time this season. Sam Horsfield back to competitive play, returned from injury a few weeks off uh, there at the Zurich Classic. Uh, Lee Westwood here, Richard Bland, if you remember, 478 career starts on the DP World Tour where he finally got his first win at 48 years old last year, so he's back to defend the title. Danny Willett's going to be the host. There's always a British player that's a host of this event, and Danny Willett is going to play host at the Belfry for the second consecutive year. It is the uh, uh, Brabazon Court at the Belfry, so that, that's where Richard Bland won last year. They've had the Ryder Cup here several times, actually more than any other venue. Uh, Peter Alice designed back in 1977. So uh, where I went forward this week, and this is not the strongest field necessarily because, of course, we have the PGA in two weeks. So a lot of the European, especially the Englishman mainstays, the Tommy Fleetwoods, the Justin Roses, Ian Poulters, those guys are over stateside, obviously, preparing for the PGA. But I do start off the card with an Englishman 
Jordan Smith, 29 to 1. And uh, he currently leads the DP World Tour in greens and regulation, seven for strokes gained off the tee. He's already got two runners up this year. So you look at the numbers. I was looking at his stats on the European Tour side. I'm like, why doesn't this guy win more? And it's because he's not the best putter, but. Jordan Spiff is always up there in the ball striking, so I thought anywhere around that 30-1 to 1 range was good. Staying in the 30-1, to 1, I went back with Flory Cantor yet again. I was on him last week where he finished T3. He had the 36-hole lead. Uh, been knocking on the door. He's still trying to get that first victory. There's a lot of guys that you see up on these odds boards. Arnos, of course, last week, he's been close for about two years now. Same with Flory Cantor, so maybe this is the week he can break through. A uh, guy that was good to me last year, I hit him at the Porsche European open at 80 to one. That's Marcus Armitage, who is 60 to one. He missed the cut at Catalonia last week after a five week layoff and he made seven consecutive cuts before that layoff. So his momentum might've got stalled a little bit. A couple top tens, four top 12s this year, 10th on the tour for strokes gained approach. Jason Scrivener, the Australian 66 to one. Also another guy looking for that first win on the DP world tour. He was T 18 last week at Catalonia fourth on T to green 11th on approach also got his first top 10 on the PGA Tour a couple weeks ago. He was a partner of fellow Aussie Jason Day at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. So Scribner, 66-1. Halton Lee, 70-1. Missed 14 of 18 cuts last year, but he's been more consistent this year, making 6 of 8, two top 6 finishes. Go to his last two starts in, pay, in, in Spain, including Catalonia last week, was third in putting, was 11th off the tee two weeks ago, and then last week was ninth off the tee and 26 on the greens at Catalonia. So, Halton Lee, that's a very big price for a very talented player, uh, the man from China at 70 to 1. A couple guys at 125 to 1, Daniel Gavins, who is an Englishman, 16th on the tour on strokes gain approach, ranked uh, first seventh and 11th in that run through Africa, through Kenya and through South Africa, and then was second last week in the category of approach at Catalonia. Top six strokes gained tee to green in all of those respective events. So Daniel Gavins, 125 to one. And then a uh, man from Austria, Lucas Nemich, 125 to one. I was on him a couple weeks ago. He had three runner-up uh, finishes on the challenge tour last year to get his DP world tour card. Third at Raz Al-Kamaya earlier this season. Also has made seven of his last eight cuts. He's kind of proven he can play on the bigger tour, just getting good finishes. First time on the main tour, the DP World Tour. So Lucas Nemich at 125-1. to All right, let's shift over to major implications. The next major on the calendar is the PGA Championship. And as mentioned, we are just 16 days away from the first tee ball being launched at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Matt, I know you have a couple of plays already who's in pocket currently and have you added anybody since we last spoke no ads since we last spoke Brady I'm still on uh Will Zalatoris Willie Z at 34 to 1 and Maverick McNeely at 135 to 1 I'm really still trying to figure out what type of player best what type of game best suits this course because we don't know a lot about Southern Hills I do know that Tiger Woods was out there this week and he was getting notes from uh the the, the uh, club pro on uh, how to play it. I think you might be, have a little bit of interest in Tiger. I think he'll be more competitive. I'm not going to bet him to win. Uh, I know going into the Masters, there are a lot of sharp betters <clears throat> who actually were looking to fade him to miss the cut, fade him in matchups. I thought he would make the cut and then fade on the weekend because endurance was going to be a problem for him. And that's exactly what happened. On four days at Augusta. Uh, do you expect Tiger to tee it up at Southern Hills? And how competitive do you think he'll be? Well, you know, I was on the same page with you for the Masters. I thought he could play well for 36 holes. He didn't He didn't show up and play that tournament to, to just think he could make the cut. Um, but you're right. After walking Augusta National, which is really, very hilly for, for two days, I figured he would probably fade on the mm-hmm. weekend. I bet him for the Open Championship at St. Andrews at 50 to 1. And I've seen his odds cut all the way into the, like, below 25. Um, St. Andrews is very, very flat, so it won't be nearly as difficult to walk. He's won at that golf course twice before. I'm not quite ready to buy uh, buy in on him at Southern Hills, despite the the coaching he got from the director of golf down there. It's great. I, I expect he'll be in the field, and it's great that he is. It's really miraculous that he's even able to compete in major championships. It's great for entertainment, great for golf, but I'm going to wait until July and the Open Championship okay. before I get involved. Wes? 
Yeah, and uh, basically all I have right now, and I'm going to echo our guest earlier, James Mazzola, I grabbed some Cameron Smith. I didn't grab it as early in the season as he did with those really good numbers, but during Masters week, uh, he was up at some places, anywhere 25 to 30 to 1. I was like, okay, whether he wins this on Sunday and he was able to make that comeback on Scotty Scheffler, which he unfortunately for him was not, I was like, this is going to drop to the teens, and now you're kind of seeing him right now 16 to 1, 18 to 1, where a little bit of the value is gone. But I don't think Cameron Smith, I don't think that this is going to be one of those ones where it's like the scar tissue. He can't get over it because, look, he was right there, just one shot off the lead, I think, through three holes at the Masters and then uh, just just hit a horrible chip shot. And that basically took him out. Scotty Scheffler makes birdie, extends it to a three shot lead. So I don't think that this is going to be like a Molinari situation. If you remember, we were talking about Tiger when he won that Masters a few years ago and Molinari hit that in the creek. And all of a sudden, you know, he's never been the same player. I think Cameron Smith is a different quality of guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I believe it was even after the Masters, Smith said very confidently, I'll, I'll get a green jacket someday. You know, I, I don't think that really threw him off too much. Um, I mentioned on long shots last week that I played Jordan Spieth at 34 to 1 to win the PGA. I've seen him now down to as low as 20 or 25 to 1. That would uh, complete the career grand slam for Jordan Spieth. And of course, just won recently at Harbortown. Um, I'll tell you what, guys, my outright market is uh, nearly complete for the PGA. I added a lot of plays last week, and you talked about trying to figure out the course. I did do some research, Matt. Uh, you and I spoke, Perry mm -hmm. Maxwell Design, who also did Colonial Country Club, and I've always felt Colonial was a good indicator for just about any U.S. Open. Now, this is not the U.S. Open, but it's a U.S. Open type course, and I think the setup will be similar. The fairways are pretty wide. The, uh, the rough is not very penal, um, but I think it's going to absolutely be a ball strikers course, iron play, that type of thing. So, you know, there's not much better in the world at that than Colin Morikawa. I took him at 16 to one. That's my shortest shot. And as of this morning, I saw 18 to one out there on Morikawa. I'm with you on Willie Z, Matt. Again, another uh, fantastic iron player, uh, one of the best in the world. I'm also at 34 to one on him. I took Daniel Berger at four. 46 to 1. Again, another great iron player who won it at uh, Colonial a mm -hmm. couple years back during the pandemic. And if beat, you remember, actually beat Morikawa in that playoff. There you go. So a couple guys that have had success at, uh, at Colonial Country Club. I found a really big number on a guy that Matt Brown kind of tipped me on, Tommy Fleetwood. I was going to bring that up because I've been looking to find those numbers. I'm seeing like some mid to high 50s right now. It's kind take of the look max at in the market. 105 okay. to 1. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> we will yeah, do Tommy that Tommy Fleetwood's been flying under the radar and has a lot of top 20 and top 10 finishes as of late. Um, and he's competed well before in, in U.S. Opens and PGA Championships. Uh, 105 to 1 at Circa. I grabbed him. And then finally, another guy that just won at Colonial in 2021, Jason Kokrak. I got him at 130 to 1, a guy that can really bomb it and has really come around with his putting. He's one of the best putters in the world right now. So what, what do you think about that haul? Looks like you've got some uh, good candidates there, yeah. I think, I think Brady. Yeah. Uh, and uh, look, this has been kind of weird because this has been such an erratic, I think, schedule spot after the Masters and in between the PGA. You have a lot of guys taking time off. Uh, look, uh, some guys going and getting married, uh, like mm -hmm. Dustin Johnson, that have not really played. I think he returns, by the way, next week for the Byron Nelson down in Dallas. And then you had that team event where some guys were enthusiastic about it, some guys were not. So Golf courses we haven't seen. Yeah, Golf yeah, courses we haven't yeah, seen this in a is, while. The and Craig Ranch been... next week for the Byron Nelson, this will only be the second year we've seen that golf course. Yeah, because like the Mexico Open last week, when you get a new course like that, and guys got to travel, especially if they have a long travel spot next week from Mexico to D.C. area this week. They kind of, you know, that was an easy pass for these guys, I think, in terms of scheduling. All right, next up is our match play segment where we go over all of our plays for this week's Wells Fargo Championship. Stick around. We'll be right back with more on Long Shots. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, and Wes Reynolds with you going over the Wells Fargo Championship. A new golf course this year. It'll be at TPC Potomac, which we have seen in the past in 2017 and 2018 for the Quicken Loans National. That's where they'll do the Wells Fargo this year as the Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina, prepares for the President's Cup this fall. Wes, let's start with your plays for this week. Yeah, and uh, went to the top of the board, uh, near the top of the board at least. I did not go with Rory McIlroy this week and take a pass on him, even though first start back from where he nearly rallied at the Masters, shot a nice Sunday 64 to rally for a T2. But I went with another guy from the U.K., an Englishman. I went with Matt Fitzpatrick, 22-1. to Still looking for that first PGA Tour victory, but he's won several times around the world, several times on the DP World Tour, and he's always won on, on shorter, like, trees line tight courses that we were talking about earlier so if you look Valderrama last October for the Andalusia Masters over in Spain Woburn for the British Masters and that Brookline which by the way is this year's U.S. Open venue in the 2013 U.S. Amateur he was off that disappointing cut at Harbortown because we know the story vacation there a lot as a youngster went on holiday it's one of his favorite courses and he missed the cut there but the form's been pretty consistent four top 10 six top 20s in his last eight starts Kind of reminds me a little bit of another European player with a similar game who broke his maiden on the PGA Tour here four years ago, that being Francesco Molinari. So uh, maybe Fitzpatrick's going to fit into that storyline and follow suit. Gary Woodland, 37-1. T24 in Mexico last week, but he was second in the field for GIR. Second, or six rather, on strokes gained T to green. Three top eights already in 2022. He looks back in form, uh, and he's been out of form for about a year and a half because he's been dealing with some injuries but has looked very good so far this season. Another guy who looked really good to start the year was Seamus Power. Uh, Top 15 or better in his first four events in 2022. Hit a bit of a lull. 
when he missed three straight cuts, but looking, kind of working his way back, he reached the quarterfinals down in Austin at the Dell Match Play, T27 at the Masters, which, by the way, was Seamus Power's first ever career major, so to be able to make the cut and, and be competitive there, very good show for Seamus Power, 40-1. to one. Uh, and I also and he's also uh, made the cut here twice. By the way, he played the Quicken Loans back in 2017 and 2018. Mm-hmm. So, got much better player now, I think, in terms of the caliber. Fifth on the PGA Tour for all around. Cameron Young, who Matt mentioned earlier, we match up on him 42 to one. Another guy looking for that first PGA Tour victory. He's already got three top three finishes. By the way, this is his rookie season. Came off the Corn Ferry Tour, was second at the Sanderson Farms, second in the Genesis, third or T3 in his last start at RBC. Two time winner on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. He's a massive hitter. He's always up there in driving distance, leads this field for off the tee. T to green, strokes gain, ball striking, birdies gain, birdie or better gain, and opportunities gain. So Cameron Young really popped on a lot of the model categories. Uh, Sergio Garcia, 50 to 1. I'm taking a shot here. Still one of the better drivers of the golf ball in the game. Fourth off the tee over the last 24 rounds in this field. The approach game, though, is the best it's been in about a year because he was third in the field at the Masters on strokes gained approach. So Sergio Garcia, 50 to 1. I think like a technical type track might be where he'll flourish and the experience will matter. Then a couple triple-digit guys, Matthew Neesmith, 100-1. T3 at the Valspar back in March. That was his best career finish on the PGA Tour, and then he followed that up with the T12 at the RBC Heritage three weeks ago. Really good on approach, really good on greens and regulation gained. Uh, It's going to be interesting. I found it very hard to model the putting this week. Neesmith usually doesn't rank very high in that category, but these are pure bent grass greens, 12.5 on the stint meter, Putting, I looked at the previous winners here, like Molinari and Kyle Stanley were the two that won the Quicken Loans in 17 and 18. Not traditionally neither great of the, putters. Neither no. of them ranked very high that week in the field either on putting, but they were right up there in GIR and approach. And uh, another guy who's usually up there on GIR and approach is Martin Laird. Uh, Party Marty, who hasn't had a top 10 finish since he won out here in Las Vegas for the Shriners back in October 2020. But he's had previous success here. He was T3 at TPC Potomac in the 2017 Quicken Loans uh, also pops this week on approach, on greens and regulation, fairways gained. Another one I looked at, strokes gained, par fours, 450 to 500 yards, top 10 to 15 in all of those categories. Number one for good drives gained as well, Martin Laird, 130 to one. Yeah, Martin Laird, a very good driver of the golf ball, also hits a very high ball, and you expect these greens to be firm. That could be a benefit for Martin Laird. This week as well. Uh, both Sergio Garcia and Patrick Reed in the field. Matt, you got to be pretty excited. <laughs> he can barely contain himself. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we got two guys I know who aren't going to win, so I threw them out right away. Uh, I, I want to know why they call Martin Laird Party Marty. Is he a wild I, man or what? I don't deal? think he okay. is. I think he's actually a very calm Scotsman. Maybe that's yeah. they're saying that ironically, but I think he I've went seen to Colorado to. State. He's a Ram, I believe. Really? Yeah, I met a guy playing the member guest at Red Rock Country Club who had uh, gotten in with the Martin Laird camp and sponsored him years ago. This was probably a decade ago before Martin Laird became a pretty good player, but I imagine that investment worked out for that guy because Laird uh, has become a multiple winner on tour. Oh, Colorado State's a decent party school. Fort Fun. Jay Cornegay calls it that he went to Colorado State. He lives down there in Scottsdale, of course, where which is the, one of the more festive atmospheres on the PGA Tour. So maybe he is Party Marty. We need to come up with a nickname for Wes like that. West let's, Coast Swing. That's not bad. We'll think, think of something. All right. I like to quiz Wes because it's like playing Jeopardy with Cliff Clavin. Uh, Wes, where did Seamus Power play his college golf? Uh, Ireland. I was like, is that going to be a University trick question? Of Maryland. Uh, is, that, is that a correlation uh, for you this week? I, I'm going to guess it was somewhere in the south, and I'm going to say he played at Auburn. <laughs> not bad. Not a bad guess. He played in the Atlantic Sun Conference at East Tennessee State. Wow. How about that? From Ireland. Uh, you and I are both on him this week. I played Seamus Power at 35-1. to 1. He had a couple of good experiences at the Quicken Loans National on this course. He's top 40 in driving accuracy, top 25 in scrambling, fourth in greens and regulation. I thought there were enough numbers here. He's a, he's a promising young player that's going to break through. 35-1, to 1, not a great number, but it was good enough to, to get me on him this week. Uh, Brady, I think you and I both on Corey Connors mm-hmm. uh, this week at 20-1. to 1. 
I was trying to find a guy at a lower price who I, I thought was going to be in that leaderboard. Good bet to be in the leaderboard on Sunday. And uh, Connors, that guy this week, he's got four top 15s in his last six starts. Abraham Answer was a flop last week in Mexico. Sometimes it can be a negative when you're playing in your home country like that. And uh, there's so many expectations of you. Uh, I believe he shares the course record here. Is that right, Wes? Yeah, he was uh, he was in contention, actually. Uh, kind of in contention. I think he finished runner-up to Molinari, but yeah. Molinari just pretty much lapped the field there. But, uh, yeah, it was so weird to see Abraham Answer lose, like, seven strokes, I believe, for the whole tournament in terms of strokes gained yeah. around the green. Hmm. I mean, usually when something like that happens, it's either an injury or it's either an aberration. Yeah, look at the correlated at, courses uh, this uh, week, too. You talked about Harbortown, TPC River Highlands. I looked at Sedgefield, where they play the Wyndham, and also TPC Sawgrass. A lot of Pete Dye connections yeah. there, and Answer's been very good on Dye courses. Well, I played him at 28-1, to and then uh, Cameron Young at 42-1. to Again, I think a really promising player who's going to break through and win almost one at Riviera. Yeah, uh, he, he really um, – uh, Made a serious charge at that back in uh, – that was in February, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Was it January, yep. February? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, last time out, tied for third at Hilton Head. I love his power off the tee. He's a pretty good putter. 42-1, uh, to 1, I thought, uh, worth a shot here. That's uh, one of those guys I'm probably going to play quite a bit until he cashes because you can get him a pretty good number. So Cameron Young, I think uh, – a good long shot this week. He's kind of uh, this year's Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Wes mentioned that uh, he's vying for PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. He'd probably be the favorite at this point. Yeah, I am uh, on Corey Connors with you, Matt, also at 20-1. to 1. Very accurate off the tee. Tremendous ball striker. He's in good form, too. Sixth at the Masters, 12th at Harbortown. I think this course will really suit him. Uh, he's a much different player than he was four years ago, but he still played this course in 2018 and finished 41st. So I think the experience of the track uh, will be good for Connors. Russell Henley at 30 to one. He's very steady across the stats for me this week, but number one in the field for strokes gained approach. He did finish 46th here in 2017, has a tremendous record at the correlated courses too: TPC River Highlands, uh, Sedgefield for the Wyndham and TPC Sawgrass. Seamus Power, I'm on him with both you guys, a consensus pick for us there at 35 to one. He's really good on the lengthy par fours, uh, very accurate off the tee and 33rd in the field for strokes gained around the greens played here in both 2017 and 2018 West. You mentioned a much better player these days, and he still finished 38th and 53rd back then. Siwoo Kim, you talk about Abraham answer being a Pete Dye specialist. Certainly Pete uh, Siwoo Kim is a remarkable record at both the Wyndham, including a victory. Also a couple of top tens at TPC Sawgrass, including a win. Very steady across the stats that I looked uh, at this week. Very accurate off the tee and 27th in the P- in the field uh, on approach from 175 to 200 yards, which is going to be the majority yeah. uh, as far as the distance these guys are going to face uh, on approach shots this week. 175 to 200. Siwoo Kim, very good in that category. Joel Damon, our guest James Mazzola mentioned uh, Joel Damon for a first-round leader play. I hope he is the first-round leader. He was the best on my card this week in the stats. 21st on tour in driving accuracy. 12th in the field on approach. Second on the par fours from 450 to 500 yards and 10th in strokes gained off the tee. Damon was 23rd here at this track back in 2018. I'm going back to the well with Adam Long. I was on him last week. He had a pretty darn good week last week in Mexico. This week he's 80 to 1. He's very accurate off the tee. Uh, He did cash a top 20 for me last week, 18th on approach, 26th on the par fours of length, excellent putter, and 44th on tour in driving accuracy. And then finally, C.T. Pan at at, uh, 80-1. to He was 17th here at TPC Potomac in 2018, 8th in the field on approach, 25th in proximity from 175 to 200. 18th on the uh, 450-yard par fours and 20th on tour 
in driving accuracy. Adam Long was actually number one on a stat that I modeled that I think is going to be important this week, fairways gain. So mm. he was number one in that model, and I've seen him in terms of, like, approach, GIR. I usually only go in terms of my article in PSW, like, top 15, but there are some guys that are, like, right underneath that, you know, top 20, top 25, upper level of the field. So uh, maybe a long shot, Adam Long will uh, get there for you this week. Any head-to-head matchups for either of you guys? I did not play any this week. Yeah, ju- not yet. Ju- just a, <clears throat> just a couple for me. Uh, starting to try to bounce back a little bit from a matchup deficit I got. I did play uh, uh, CT Pan actually in a matchup, uh, one of your futures against Brandon Wu. Okay, who was right there at the end. Uh, nice Sunday final round. Got him, I believe, in a uh, tie for second. I think he shot eight under on Sunday. So I think you know maybe that's a good spot to fade when you come off that success and then having to go back out there next week. So CT Pan, I played in a matchup. Also played Cameron Davis minus a dollar twenty over Matthias Schwab. All right, very good. I have three head-to-heads this week. Kevin Streelman, plus 110 over Brian Harmon. Corey Connors, plus 115 over Rory McIlroy. I thought that should probably be about a pick-em matchup, and James Mazzola kind of alluded to that uh, when he joined us earlier in the program. And then Seamus Power, I went back to the power with Seamus, minus 120 over Keith Mitchell. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's edition. Enjoy the Wells Fargo Championship, everybody. You know these players are going to hit some very long shots. Hopefully we do as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.